Welcome to the Illinois Association of Park Districts Parkcast. I'm Wayne Ederbeck, Director of Communications and Digital Content, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Michelle Carr, State Director of the Illinois Nature Conservancy. Now, I know that we've had a partnership. We've worked together, uh, IAPD and the Nature Conservancy, doing things like advocating around the state. Uh, and I know Peter Murphy, our president and CEO, he's got tremendous respect for the work that, that your organization does. So really just starting off, I kind of want to learn a little bit about, you know, what does the Nature Conservancy do? Well, first, I have to say thanks to IAPD for the great partnership and the wonderful advocacy you do. The Nature Conservancy is very appreciative of all of our collaboration together. And so with that, I'll launch into who we are. So the Nature Conservancy was founded in 1951. We're a global environmental organization. We're in 70 countries and all 50 states. And our mission is to protect the lands and waters on which all life depends, which is a lofty mission. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it. <laughs> um, I, I, if I had to give a flavor uh, for, for who we are, it's um, protecting nature, but, but keeping people in mind and knowing that people and nature are completely linked and the decisions we make as, as people um, impact nature. And of course, we're all dependent on nature. We're also very much on the ground, so doing conservation work and also applying science. And so um, if you kept those things in mind, science, on the ground, uh, people in nature, you'd know a lot about the Nature Conservancy. Now, I mean, obviously, you've got a far reach. You've got a lot of people doing a lot of different things in a lot of different places. But can we narrow it down to Illinois? So maybe talk a little bit about what's the work that you're doing here in Illinois. Absolutely. Um, so... It is relevant to note that we're a single global 501c3. And so when we look at the work in Illinois, the Nature Conservancy as a science-based organization is really looking to make sure that it all adds up so that the work that we're doing in Illinois adds up to something that allows people and nature to thrive. And so when you look at Illinois, there is an abundance of natural bounty um, for that sustainability path. And we've protected over almost 90,000 acres across the state since oh, wow. our inception in the early 1950s. And um, a lot of that has been um, just dotted throughout the state from, from you know, end to end. In the metro region of Chicago, it's remarkable, I think, that we've protected near 22,000 acres. We have some flagship preserves. Uh, one is Nechusa Grasslands. Um, it's near Dixon, Illinois, if you're familiar, northwest part of the, part of the state. Uh, I've heard of Dixon. All right. Um, <laughs> about 36,000 acres of original prairie, um, restored prairie, and woodland. And um, the, the, the claim to fame for Nechusa, besides being one of the, the largest prairie preserves in our state, is that it is a, um, a place where biodiversity thrives. It is, it is a, uh, a very biodiverse uh, prairie, um, and we don't have that much prairie left. So um, you may know recently we introduced bison, and that was not just a, a publicity gimmick. <laughs> bison are great for the prairie. The prairie co-evolved with the bison, and um, the prairie needs bison just like it needs fire, and so it's a wonderful place to visit. Can you identify a few, you know, maybe key conservation efforts right now that are on the forefront, the things that you're really focused on right now in Illinois? 
One of our big focuses is how our freshwater systems, our river systems are healthy and providing what we need for, for, for people and nature again. And so as I think about um, what we're doing on wetland reserves, Emaquan is a shining example. If you're familiar with the Dixon Mounds Museum, you'll know Emaquan is just down the bluff from that. And that's a 14,000 acre bluff to bluff restoration of a wetland around the Illinois River. And one of the important things to note with the Illinois River is that in order to have the, the industry coming through and barge traffic, uh, we have a lot of levees and we also have levied off so that we can have the rich farmland in production. It also has, has taken away a lot of the wetlands and these are vital parts of our ecosystem. Um, fish and plants and they need a connected wetland and they need a wetland that is able to dry off in uh, dry season and to be wet in the wet season and when they're disconnected or completely drained of course that is not providing those services and so our investment in this wetland has been both purchasing a large amount of land and also reconnecting through in a managed way through the levee the flood pulse of the wetland with the river and allowing the production of fish in the wetland to come back out into the river. And so it's a wonderful place to visit and it's a wonderful place to learn about the science of big river ecology. Now, obviously you've got a lot of things that you're working on that are very important, like you said, to people and to nature and to animals and everything like that. But what is it that really encourages your work? What motivates you day to day uh, to do the work, to be out there, to be pushing yourselves and to be getting in the middle of, you know, some, some real issues? Well, I, the stakes are high. <laughs> um, I'll pick on climate change. Uh, the effects that we're feeling in, in our communities are, are not uh, a threat that's out 20 years. We're feeling the bigger rainstorms, the flooding events. Um, our farmers are, are, are seeing their assets washed away in the form of their rich soil going, going um, um, in, into the, the drains. And so as we think about how we find a path to a low carbon future, the Nature Conservancy is very keen on, in fact, recently the Nature Conservancy led and published a study that natural climate solutions, so think of it as parks, more planting trees, more mangroves at the edges of our oceans, more practices that help the soil biota and the carbon content of the soil that makes it so rich and wonderful to grow plants in, that, those sorts of solutions and practices are approximately a third of the path to keeping the CO2 emissions below what we need to keep below two degrees centigrade. Say a listener wants to get involved with the work that you're doing. Uh, I mean, are there openings available for people to participate, to help out, to, to assist in some way? There are many ways to get involved. So depending on where you are in the state, I think the easiest thing to do is Google Nature Volunteer Illinois. And I looked it up this morning. The first thing that pops up is the Nature Conservancy. We have a wonderful partnership that's been going on since the early 80s with the Department of Natural Resources. And it's called the Volunteer Stewardship Network. And basically you can put in your zip code and it will take you to volunteer crowdsourcing stewardship events throughout the state. I'll highlight a couple of things that are going on. Um, one is um, Nechusa grasslands. If you were to just Google that, Nechusa grasslands, and 
uh, look up volunteer or stewardship with that, you would find a link to work days and um, uh, hours and resources and so on. And then finally, in the city of Chicago, um, that is where that volunteer stewardship network began. And that is very much vibrant in many, many neighborhoods and parks and preserves throughout the city. Sounds like a really streamlined process then. You can kind of look up where you're at and what's going on around you and find a way to help. Absolutely. And as I think about people throwing up their arms and saying, geez, what can I do? There really are things that you can do. It's getting your hands uh, in, the, in the ground. And it's also, I think about it as advocating for these spaces so that our parks and preserves have the, the resources that they need in order to keep maintenance at the levels that they need. Now, while people can Google those words and find places where they can work, how can people find you and learn more about what the Nature Conservancy is doing? The best way is go to nature.org. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and you can travel the world in information on nature.org, or you can quickly hone into Illinois, and you'll see that our main areas of work are these preserves that I've talked about, but it's also working with farmers on agricultural practices like infield and edge of field practices that help increase their yield but also help keep the water clean. You'll also find us working as, an, as advocates. So besides protecting, we're also trying to transform the way people use and, um, and um, think about nature as a benefit to them. And so we are constantly um, giving good information about how Nature and the bottom line are connected. Health and nature are connected. I recently read a statistic that proximity to a park is a determinant of childhood level of, of uh, obesity. Yeah. And so if you live closer to a park, the study showed that kids were not as heavy. And you think about that, um, you know, that proximity to open space and what, what we all feel just sort of innately, that that you get to the edge of a green space and you want to just be there yeah, and be yeah. active. Absolutely. Now, speaking of advocacy, uh, are there certain ways that you communicate with, say, lawmakers about like maybe the value of open space, the necessity of open space? Yes. I, from the the. Paris Climate Accords, all the way to national advocacy for things like the Land and Water Conservation Fund, the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative, the Farm Bill. You know well that all of these very big pieces of legislation guide what funds go to our parks and open spaces. Um, on the local level, we are very active, and part of it is the strength, I think, of the Nature Conservancy because we are in community protecting land and often owning land in community, we're a constituent. And so as we look as citizens of the state of Illinois, we um, can go to our legislators and we can advocate on behalf of what people care about. And by the way, uh, a recent poll that the Nature Conservancy conducted showed that people care about their natural spaces. I'll give a couple of examples. 71% um, of people were extremely or very supportive of more open spaces to get their kids outside. 71%, that's a very high polling number. 89% 
said that protecting drinking water was of vital importance to them. And I think about that, and then one of the best ways to protect water is to protect it at its source and protect watersheds. And it's, it's not a far leap when we ask those types of questions about if you could invest so that you could keep drinking water clean through natural solutions would you support it? And those things are very much supported in our community. And so it's building those studies like that in order to give our legislators and our leaders the, the, the facts and, and science and the, the public opinion so that they know that their leadership is supporting what their people need. Excellent, excellent. Uh, now, I wanna ask some, some different kinds of questions now. I, I want to find out maybe like what is your favorite memory of being in a park? Just something I'm, I'm kind of curious to know. You know, have you ever had an experience in a park that's just stuck with you for for your life? Oh my! <laughs> well, this is a big question. I actually vacation most often with my family, and we have one foot out the door to go up to Sleeping Bear Dunes next week. So I'm I I love getting out in in these spaces. If but if you had to pin me on it, I would say it is be, just, I think about being a kid. And I grew up in Northern Ohio in a, a farm community that was pretty close to Toledo, Ohio, along the Maumee River. And my mom and my aunt had uh, enough kids between them that they definitely didn't want us in the house during, <laughs> during the weekends. And so we would go to places like Oak Openings Preserve, to uh, just the Metro Park system almost every Saturday. And we were allowed to essentially run free. And so I think of those times, just being allowed to go around the trails kind of young and by myself or with a cousin, getting into mild trouble, but you know, <laughs> enjoying ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those, I mean, it's just so uh, happy to me. Yeah, that, that's kind of like the thing I equate to parks. I mean, the number of parks I've been to in Illinois, just enjoying nature, being outside. It's it's not, nothing else. I mean, it really is. I, I'm, I've had experiences of seeing trees get tapped for maple. You know, I've gotten lost on the Lincoln Trail here in town. My wife and I got lost for like two hours. We couldn't find our way out. But it was fun. You know, I was like, okay, well, we're lost, but let's just keep walking around, you know, fishing, you know, going on trails just it's just a fantastic environment fantastic experience and uh yeah highly encouraged next time you're here in uh you know springfield check out like the the carillon and check out the uh trails around town they're all fantastic well i i got up this morning and went on a little jog and i was in your washington park and um, a beautiful park gorgeous and there were just so many people out enjoying and it was it was great and i i appreciated those big tall trees and just the cool air and speaking of parks have they made a difference in your life i mean obviously you you're doing conservation work but uh you know has that the being outdoors that play a part in kind of where you're at now my own personal journey has has if you put it in those terms of of have parks played a, played a part I began my career working at a bank, and so I worked 16 years at an investment bank. And as I worked in that career, I always cared so deeply about environment, environmental processes, and always sought for my peace and just relaxation, walks in the park and um, vacations in the in in places where I would 
learn about nature. And it really was through that connectedness that I had what I would say was heightened awareness about the importance of them. And it was through that that I became so interested that I, I changed my career. And so, yes, um, for me, I, I would say that it's, it's a somewhat unusually <laughs> impacted uh, story. Um, Personally to you, what, what do you feel, how do you feel nature plays a role in, in you know, just an everyday person's life? It plays a role just for, for pure survival. I'd, I want to just keep that up in our, our minds. So um, as we experienced this last week, where it was just sweltering, sweltering, dangerous heat. Trees can provide uh, a cooling that is documented and necessary and a, a cheaper way than um, air conditioning <laughs> everything. <laughs> uh, as we think about the air we breathe, uh, the Nature Conservancy, for example, is giving, um, working with the um, city, uh, the hospital system in Louisville, on a scientific study funded by the National Institute of Health where tree planting and enhancement of green space is being measured for a coronary heart disease test to see how much that benefit from that oxygen release and cleaner air, how much that benefits people. As I think about our solutions to some of the stormwater issues we have in cities, writ large, but I, I live in Chicago, and time and time and time again, we're getting these big rain bursts, and our 100-plus-year-old infrastructure, our sewer systems, aren't built to hold them. And so as we look at the parks and the preserves and the natural areas, those are much more spongy, have the ability to hold on to the water longer, and those are providing a, a vital economic benefit. And so, so I think of nature and and um, preserving it as part and parcel with preserving ourselves. Survival is a very good way to look at it. It is. <laughs> it's not. I I don't like it when people say it's a luxury item. That oh, I wish I could do it if and only when. It's it really is part of our economic system and these natural infrastructure things like I've mentioned they are often much cheaper than purely going in and finding an, an engineered solution. That's a fantastic way to view it. <laughs> well, Michelle, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to be here on the podcast, and uh, hopefully we can talk again here soon. Wayne, it's been a pleasure. All right, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>